You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 242. We are finishing the book of 2 Chronicles. If you recall, Josiah, the great king of Judah, was bringing back the Lord to his land by repairing the temple and bringing over the big holidays like the Passover. And people were celebrating. But then people from foreign lands jump into the story and they change the narrative forever. First, there's King Necho of Egypt. And he comes in and attacks the town of Carchemish on the Euphrates River. And this will eventually cost King Josiah his life. And then there comes more kings of Judah, Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, then Jehoiachin. And there is a vacuum of leadership in both Israel and Judah. When King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon attacks and captures the people, until ultimately Jerusalem is destroyed. And it seems like that's the end of the story, until we find the Persian king, King Cyrus comes along with a vision from God. This is completely surprising. Historically speaking, the Babylonians who had enslaved the Israelites were then conquered by Persia. You might have heard of King Xerxes. And so what can come out of the pagan lands of Persia to bring God glory? You'll be surprised. The Lord can use anybody to carry out his will. Stay with us to find out what happens with the people of Israel and King Cyrus of Persia. We're also continuing in the book of 2 Corinthians. And Paul makes a comparison to the old law and the new law. More specifically, the Ten Commandments and the new covenant established by Christ. There is a difference. Stay with us to find out what that difference is. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. 5 verses 20 to 27. The death of Josiah. Josiah did all these good things for the temple. Later, King Necho of Egypt led an army to fight against the town of Carchemish on the Euphrates River. King Josiah went out to fight against Necho, but Necho sent messengers to Josiah. This is what they said. King Josiah, this war is not your problem. I didn't come to fight against you. I came to fight my enemies, and God told me to hurry. God is on my side, so if you fight against me, you will be fighting against God, and he will destroy you. But Josiah did not listen to the warning Necho had received from God. He did not turn back. Instead, he put on different clothes to hide who he was, and went into battle against King Necho on the plain of Megiddo. And during the battle, enemy archers shot King Josiah with their arrows. He told his servants, Take me away! I am badly wounded! So the servants took Josiah out of his chariot 
and put him in another chariot he had brought with him to the battle. Then they took Josiah to Jerusalem. He died there, was buried in the tombs of his ancestors. All the people of Judah and Jerusalem were very sad because Josiah was dead. Jeremiah wrote and sang some funeral songs for Josiah, and the men and women singers still sing these sad songs today. It became something the people of Israel always do. They sing a sad song for Josiah. These songs are found in the book, Funeral Songs. Everything else Josiah did while he was king is recorded in the book, The History of the Kings of Israel and Judah. The book tells about the way he served God faithfully by obeying the law of the Lord. 2 Chronicles 36 Jehoahaz, king of Judah The people of Judah chose Jehoahaz to be the new king in Jerusalem. Jehoahaz was Josiah's son. He was 23 years old when he became king of Judah. He was king in Jerusalem for three months then King Necho from Egypt made Jehoahaz a prisoner. Necho forced the people of Judah to pay 3,400 kilograms of silver and 34 kilograms of gold as a fine. Necho chose Jehoahaz's brother, Eliakim, to be the new king of Judah and Jerusalem. Necho changed Eliakim's name to Jehoiakim, and Necho took Jehoahaz away to Egypt. Jehoiakim king of Judah. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became the new king of Judah. He was king in Jerusalem for 11 years. Jehoiakim did not obey God. He did what the Lord his God says is evil. King Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon attacked Judah. He made Jehoiakim a prisoner and put bronze chains on him. Then Nebuchadnezzar took King Jehoiakim to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar took some of the things from the Lord's temple. He carried them to Babylon and put them in his own house. All the other things Jehoiakim did, including his disgusting sins and everything else he was guilty of doing, are recorded in the book, The History of the Kings of Israel and Judah. His son, Jehoiachin, became the new king after him. Jehoiachin king of Judah. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he became king of Judah. He was king in Jerusalem for three months and ten days. He did not obey God. He did what the Lord says is evil. In the spring, King Nebuchadnezzar sent some servants to get Jehoiachin. They brought Jehoiachin and some valuable treasures from the Lord's temple to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar chose Zedekiah to be the new king of Judah and Jerusalem. Zedekiah was one of Jehoiachin's relatives. Zedekiah, king of Judah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king of Judah. He was king in Jerusalem for 11 years. Zedekiah did what the Lord says is evil. And when the prophet Jeremiah spoke to him from the Lord, Zedekiah was too proud to listen. Zedekiah turned against King Nebuchadnezzar in the past, Nebuchadnezzar had forced Zedekiah to promise with an oath in God's name to be faithful to him. But Zedekiah was stubborn and refused to obey the Lord, the God of Israel. 
and all the leading priests and the people of Judah became more and more unfaithful to the Lord. They committed the same disgusting sins of the other nations. They ruined the temple that the Lord had made holy in Jerusalem. The Lord, the God of their ancestors, sent prophets again and again to warn his people. He did this because he felt sorry for them and for his temple. He didn't want to destroy them or his temple. But they made fun of God's prophets and laughed at their messages from God. They kept on insulting his prophets until the Lord became so angry with his people that there was nothing they could do to stop it. So God brought the king of Babylon to attack them. His army even went into the temple and killed the young men serving there. The king of Babylon had no mercy on anyone in Judah and Jerusalem. He killed men and women, young and old. God let him do whatever he wanted with the people. Nebuchadnezzar carried away to Babylon all the things, large and small, that were used in God's temple. And he took all the valuable things from the treasuries of the Lord's temple, from the king and from the king's officials. Nebuchadnezzar and his army burned the temple. They broke down Jerusalem's wall and burned all the houses that belonged to the king and his officials. They took or destroyed every valuable thing in Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar took the people who were still alive back to Babylon and forced them to be slaves. They stayed in Babylon as slaves until the Persian kingdom defeated the kingdom of Babylon. The land of Judah became an empty desert and stayed that way for 70 years. All this time, the land rested to make up for the Sabbath rests that the people had not kept. This is just what the Lord had said would happen and the warning he gave through the prophet Jeremiah. In the first year that Cyrus, king of Persia, began to rule, the Lord caused him to make a special announcement. He did this so that what the Lord had promised through Jeremiah the prophet would really happen. Cyrus sent messengers every place in the kingdom with this message. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says. The God of heaven made me king over the whole earth. He gave me the responsibility of building a temple for him in Jerusalem. Now. All of you who are his people are free to go to Jerusalem. May the Lord your God be with you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 7 through 18. An agreement with greater glory. The old agreement that brought death, written with words on stone, came with God's glory. In fact, the face of Moses was so bright with glory a glory that was ending, that the people of Israel could not continue looking at his face. So surely, the new agreement that comes from the life-giving Spirit has even more glory. This is what I mean. That old agreement judged people guilty of sin, but it had glory. So surely, the new agreement that makes people right with God has much greater glory that old agreement had glory, but it really loses its glory 
when it is compared to the much greater glory of the new agreement. The agreement that was brought to an end came with glory, then the agreement that never ends has much greater glory. We are so sure of this hope that we speak very openly. We are not like Moses, who put a covering over his face so that the Israelites would not see that the old way of serving God was coming to an end. But their minds were closed. And even today, when these people read the writings of the old agreement, that same covering hides the meaning. That covering has not been removed for them. It can be taken away only through Christ. Yes, even today, when they read the law of Moses, there is a covering over their minds. But it can be removed, as the scripture says happened to Moses. Whenever he turned to the Lord, the covering was taken away. Now the Lord in that scripture is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and our faces are not covered. We all show the Lord's glory. We are being changed to be like Him. This change in us brings more and more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Psalm 104, verses 19 to 30. Lord, you made the moon to show us when the festivals begin, and the sun always knows when to set. You made darkness to be the night, the time when wild animals come out and roam around. Lions roar as they attack, as if they are asking God for the food he gives them. When the sun rises, they leave and go back to their dens to rest. Then people go out to do their work, and they work until evening. Lord, you created so many things. With your wisdom, you made them all. The earth is full of the living things you made. Look at the ocean, so big and wide. It is filled with all kinds of sea life. There are creatures large and small. Too many to count. Ships sail over the ocean, and playing there is Leviathan, the great sea creature you made. Lord, all living things depend on you to give them food at the right time. You give it, and they eat it. They are filled with good food from your open hands. When you turn away from them, they become frightened. When you take away their breath, they die, and their bodies return to the dust. But when you send out your life-giving breath, Things come alive, and the world is like new again. Thank you, everyone. That was day 242. Join us for day 243. We begin the book of Micah. And I'll be offering a detailed introduction. But Micah is basically one of the minor prophets from the country. And he's there to warn the northern and the southern kingdom that God's wrath is upon them. But... He will restore them when his discipline is finished. And then we will continue in the book of 2 Corinthians. And Paul reminds the church in Corinth that it is a great calling to deliver the Lord's message. And so they must endure that calling and any hardships that come with it. And to not worry about the people who don't accept the message. For it is neither Paul's fault or the gospel's fault. And Paul argues that Satan isn't around to make man evil. Man's already evil. Man loves and chooses the darkness by default. 
But it is Satan's job to keep men blinded from the truth of the gospel. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.